No matter how much you love your spouse, he or she is still going to do or say something that gets on your nerves. Just the other day, Dina looked at me and she she just <laughs> she smiled and she said, "Could you please not do that anymore?" <laughs> it drives me nuts. <laughs> and so, I mean, this is after 35 plus years of marriage. I'm always learning something to do or not do that doesn't distress her. It only took me one year to have to tell you that same <laughs> feedback. That's because she had been laying we the ground. We actually are here today to tell you exactly. about yeah. something He's that's not this is, I'm, I'm the opening guy. I'm John Fuller. You all are the people I pitched to. Greg and Aaron Smalley are in the studio with me today, and we're going to start this particular episode with a continuation of a conversation that Jim and Jean Daly had uh, with Guy and Amber Leah. They're very candid about triggers that they had to work through in their own marriage. And if you're struggling today, I'm pretty sure this is going to help you. One of the things, Amber, you identified with, and Jean uh, said, yeah, that's one for me too, is when the house is a mess. Yes. That's a trigger. It is. How is that a trigger? I mean, are Guy and I triggering this and you and Jean? Or you know, it's a combination it... of things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, every marriage is unique, right? Because you've got a, two unique personalities and that's going to make up a unique marriage personality. But for a lot of couples, we found that one or the other is more bothered by clutter or dirtiness, you know, which are two mm-hmm. different things. Sometimes the house is very clean. Wives will tell their husbands when they, you know, are come in after being gone from work or whatever, and we'll say the house is clean. It's just cluttered. That's it's right. messy. <laughs> but those are two different things. I'm trying really hard here. But so for Guy and I, you know, he's not as uh, bothered or triggered by clutter as I am. And when you're home a lot, like I was with our kids when they were young, a lot of couples will tell us this is such a problem. And so I had to disrupt that habit of being reacting, being quick to anger. And, you know, I believed God when he said, be slow to anger, you know, be quick to listen. And I had to say, okay, deep breath. What can we do together to tackle this? You know, put some things (laughs) in place, communicate. Part of it was just me practically having to get some better storage bins for the mess, teaching the kids to take on a little bit more responsibility. But if that's your biggest trigger, you know, don't get overwhelmed by the 10 triggers that you have, but take one at a time. And we would do that. We're like, look, the constant clutter is not working for me. What can we do to strategize together? I don't want to keep reacting. Mm, I want to be more proactive. If I could say from my side of things, um, you know, I was working a really intense job where I'd be at work 10, 12 hours a day and I'd come home and Amber's got, you know, two or three or four kids at home. At this time, it was three kids, two of them still in diapers. And I'd come home and could barely open the door because there's like toys all over the floor, (laughs) you know, and I'm walking into that going like, I just got off work and I should come into a house that's clean and ready and, you know, and I'd be frustrated or I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, that and was would, not a good and stage. And I would allow, <laughs> I would allow that trigger to kind of bubble up in me and it would immediately push me towards frustration and anger right away. But until I gained a full understanding of what her day was like with those kids in the house by herself without a lot of friends at all in our this new neighborhood that we had moved into, until I had a better understanding of what her days were like. I, I was triggered very quickly. And so once we had a better understanding of that, it allowed me to be more understanding of walking into that. Mm-hmm. Knowing so I that, went through you know, a job loss. And while that wasn't yeah. a good thing in the end, God used it for good because he was home more. And he yeah. got to see how difficult it was. Yeah. And that made things better for well, us. Let me ask, Guy, for those spouses who who can't walk in those shoes then, who do have that stressful job, 
and are stressed out. Well, I can ask Jim as well. <laughs> no, I'd say ask God. <laughs> stressed out by the clutter and the chaos. What advice do you have for them? I I want to say that it's a really simple one, but I just think that you have to have an understanding of what your spouse what their day is like and what they're going through. And again, it goes back to that me first attitude a little bit. When you um, are concentrated on yourself, thinking about what your attitude is going into something, I think you can get a better understanding of what you're walking into with your spouse. He would do that also. He would call me on the way home from work. He got in the habit of doing Mm -hmm. that just to kind of get a lay of the land, a feel for the environment he was walking into so he could prepare himself mentally (laughs) to walk into that. That was one thing we did. I'd take a moment either (laughs) in traffic or right out in front of the house while in the car just... How's it going? What, 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 what am I walking into? What do you need Just help so with? So I know. When I would call when I would call home, if Dina said, "What do you want?" I knew that I was walking into <laughs> <Yeah>. something. <laughs> exactly. Sounds more like military communication. <laughs> we got four zombies in the right yeah. there. Look out that's when you come right. in the door. Yes, yes. I mean, that's Prepare crazy. yourself for the land. Okay. Well, that was very good of the ladies on this uh, house being clean thing. Now let's go to a guy one guy yeah. uh, when it comes to us being triggered uh maybe backseat driving uh. <laughs> i mean i'm terrible at that yeah right gene i'll yeah. confess it me too <laughs> i can be a backseat driver absolutely but <laughs> but we she didn't yeah. hesitate no, much there <laughs> no but we've no. worked through that Good. I'm glad. Yeah. That one's off the... Okay, let's move on to the next so trigger. Right. Yeah, but guy, there was early in your no, marriage, you had a driving it. experience, I think, with the two of you. What yeah. happened? And we'll respond. Yeah, we were... Well, you know, we, yeah. we so we live in Los Angeles, and um, it is just crazy. It is fill every hole. It's traffic for hours. It's just nuts. Yeah. And um, on this particular evening, we were driving back. It had rained a little bit, and um, we were. I was changing lanes, and someone in front of me just changed right in front of me and caused me to have to, you know, jerk the wheel to get out of the way. And Amber immediately was like, guy, what are you doing? You shouldn't drive like that. And it was this immediate like lash out at me. (laughs) And I'm like, it wasn't me. It was him. And I'm trying to be defensive and take care yeah, of this. Yeah, let me ask you this question. If yeah. you didn't swerve, would you have been hit? Oh, absolutely. Probably. Okay. Clearly I'm on your side on this yeah, one, clearly. guys. I am now. However, <laughs> I wasn't then, but I am now. Yes. The principle uh, is, and we, we didn't necessarily work it out that night as successfully, <laughs> but And guys being nice, later. because the truth is, this was a habit of mine. I mean, I, yes. I was. it wasn't just it when was we trigger. were in danger. Yeah. I was always telling him how to drive. Yeah. I, I admit that. Yeah. Yeah. But- uh, what I was able to do is to think the best about my wife and realize that she wasn't lashing out at me in my bad driving. She was actually lashing out at her sense of safety for our four kids that were in the back seat most of the time. So she being the mama bear, her concern was safety for them. And so um, that's where her frustration was coming from. So I just had to realize that it wasn't towards me. It was literally about the situation and allowed me to accept her anxiety. And anxiety and all that <laughs> in a much different yeah. way. And it really changed. Um, it still crops up from time to time. It's an organic thing. Marriage, you know, every day is different. So it still comes up but every once in a while. But it required a conversation. I mean, yeah, one of the yeah, things absolutely. that Guy and I did yeah. is, I mean, it was so constant that we were getting frustrated in the car. We were like, look, we're going to have to drive together a lot for the yeah. next however many years. We've got to figure this out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on you. You're the driver. You focus on driving. I'm the passenger. I will work on being a passenger. And not a driver. And I will That's try to great. allow my anxieties to take a backseat. 
you know. Yeah, but, and but the question is, how did you control your tongue? That's what all of this I, is about, this is, right? A couple things. Yeah. I'd bite my tongue literally. I'm not kidding. I would just like bite my tongue, you know, like, okay, Amber, zip it. But um, we started listening to podcasts or books on tape just to distract me. Were these me. instructional mm-hmm. driving podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That Focus would, on that family was, see, we podcast, come here no back doubt. Then. Those, those That's calming a good idea. Right. <laughs> just picture the blue skies. <laughs> <and> right <laughs> Water trickling. But honestly, like, it, it seems like a small thing, you know, being yeah, a backseat driver. I get it. But it really, the perpetual you know, interjections of while someone's driving, Mm -hmm. it gets to you. It just creates a layer of frustration that you may not even pick up on overtly. So now when Guy is driving, I'm in charge of the map and not in a, hey, Turkey, you were supposed to turn there, which I still do. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great move, actually. (laughs) But, you know, and letting him take the scenic route. You know, if he doesn't go the way I would go, it's okay. Hmm. Let it go. Well, Greg, we're tying in with our theme this month of newlyweds. So go back to those early days when you and Aaron were still learning to overcome some of those irritations. Yeah, I really think it comes down to you have to decide as you are irritated, is this a big deal or a little deal? I mean, if if we're going to try to manage and talk through and process every little irritation. I mean, one, I can promise you your relationship is in trouble because there's no way. I mean, think about how negative the relationship would feel and become because that's then the stuff that you're noticing, paying attention to, turns into negative beliefs. And now that's all you see. So it honestly is funny as it is to talk about these little irritants, you know, in our relationship, be careful because if you really, really pay attention and give those things fuel, they'll turn into negative beliefs. And that's a real red flag for any relationship. I I think what, what I do is I, I, I'm always thinking, is this a big deal or a little deal? So if Aaron is leaving every light on, if she's stacking things in several piles around our house, I have to decide how big of a deal is this for me. Is it is it worth talking about? Is it really right. um, worth trying to change her? Right. And if so, why are you trying to change right. her? Because yeah. I don't want to try to change her. That's I'm I'm not the Holy Spirit. I've applied for that job so many times. I've never <laughs> made so it through the first interview round. Yeah. The, the truth is there has to be room for both people. And Erin is a unique individual. And if she likes piles... I, that's not what I like, but if if she likes a lot of light ons, that's not who I am. But there there has to be a place truly that I go. I want this to also be a safe place for her, and she has to matter. And there has to be room for her. Now, if it's something that she's doing that that I would in my mind go, no, that's a big deal. In other words. If I sweep that under the rug, if I don't address it, then my heart continues to shut down and and now negative beliefs are, are building up. That's the difference. That's what I need to then address. And and yet I have to go into that not trying to change her or to make sure she's doing things how I like them done. But I'm really going, both of us have to matter here. So let's figure out what, what do we do about this. And there's been times, right, Aaron? That, that we've sat down and we've had to talk through something that, that was irritating one of us and figure out, okay, what would be a win-win there? Because mm-hmm. both of us matter. So we've got to figure out these win-win solutions. So that that's what I would encourage that younger couple to go, I, we can't address everything, 
So big deal, little deal, it's a big deal, go after it. If it's not, let them be the human being, the beautiful human being that God created. Mm -hmm. Well, that is some really great insight, Greg. I appreciate that. And uh, the conversation today is based on uh, the book by Amber and Guy called Marriage Triggers, And we've got that here at the ministry. If you can, please make a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount. And we'll say thanks for joining the support team, making podcasts like this possible, and uh, helping us help marriages. We'll send the book to you. The details are in the show notes. And if you need to talk to somebody about maybe uh, an irritating thing that you just can't let go of, it's a big deal, actually. Um, then please know that we have a great team of caring Christian counselors. They're a phone call away. Our number is 800, the letter A, and the word family. And if you would, please share that number and all of the great resources we have with uh, someone else. I'm sure there's someone in your circle of influence that can benefit from these podcasts and all of the marriage help Focus on the Family has to offer. Next time, we'll hear from Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi. They'll discuss ways to fill your marriage with joy. And for now, on behalf of the Smalleys and the rest of our team, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Marriage podcast. I'm John Fuller.